0: Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thank you, Andy. Again, welcome to the 17 Strong podcast. This is our first podcast, and I am joined today by my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Good, good. So we're going to talk a little bit about Ryan's story today. Okay. Why don't you uh, get us started with what he was like as a baby and we'll go from there.
1: Okay, uh, Ryan Steven Teixeira. He came early, uh, about a week early. He was born October 13th, 1996. Um, he was an amazing kid from the beginning. He um, was very energetic and typical boy, you know, lots of energy. I can remember as a three year old, he could throw a baseball up in the air and hit it with the baseball bat so he was had really amazing motor skills he did he
0: was very very good at that
1: yeah and do you remember him um riding a bike for the first time yeah he was three years old and we literally pushed him and he just got the hang of it yeah it kind of just came natural that's the kind of kid that he was he was a problem solver solver don't you think yeah Totally. Yeah. So another thing that I can remember very vividly, and this is kind of a funny story, is when he was five, he we had a birthday party for him and he asked for catcher's gear. And uh, I asked him, why do you want catcher's gear? And he said, you know, mom, the pitcher and the catcher, they talk. And I said, Yeah, what do they talk about? He goes, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. So he. I remember that like it was yesterday. Yes, he was funny. And he got catcher's gear and um, he was not um, too much of a catcher, but. Um, nope. He really played the infield. He played more of the, um, the shortstop and the third base. So um, that was his um, probably primary. Positions. Uh, but I do remember this, and Steve, you can join in and help me with this one. Um, about 10 or 11 years old, he was invited to be on a club baseball team. Yeah.
0: Travel ball for the first time. That's yeah. right.
1: So he was able to pick his own number where before they were just kind of assigned to you, whatever right. you know sizes they had or whatever. And this time he was able to pick his number. And I remember him really wanting to pick wisely and he wanted something that meant something to him. And so did he, he came to you.
0: He came to me and asked me, he said, dad, can you find something that has the meaning of numbers? And So I said, sure. And I just Googled the biblical meaning of numbers. And, uh, you know, it came up with a list of a couple pages long. And when he came across number 17, he said, that's my number.
1: And number 17 means victory. So this number has been part of the story very early on. So, um, we, we really embrace it because, um, it was something that he picked that he was proud of. He wore that number very proudly. He did on the football field For and all the, of his sports. Yep, and and um, baseball. So, um, it, it it's very special to us. So, do you want to talk about him maybe as a high schooler?
0: You know, as Ryan became the competitive athlete that he was, um, his passion was in everything that he did. He never did anything. Uh, halfway he went all in whether it was football whether it was baseball whether he was trying for basketball you know it didn't really matter he was he was all in so it was important to us to to give both of our boys every opportunity to exceed in in whatever they did and baseball he was a natural um you know playing shortstop third base first base it didn't matter he was a natural he loved the game he was a student of the game and uh, everything about it, and as he approached high school, it was uh, very apparent that um, he was he was on his way, and uh, he varsity lettered as a freshman. Yeah. So as a freshman, right. he was playing varsity baseball. Uh, he had an opportunity to, to go up on the football team uh, when as the, a sophomore. As a sophomore, when they made it to the state uh, championship, I believe it was. That's right. And, um, you know, football, he was just as good at, he could have very easily had a football scholarship. And in fact, it wasn't until later on after Ryan had passed that we realized that he even got an offer to go play football at a college that he never even told us about because he, he just was not on his radar. It was nothing that he wanted to do. But I think the thing that strikes me the most with Ryan is the fact is how he's a team leader. You know, he was the, the first one there, the last one to leave. He was an encourager for everyone. It I didn't, think he
1: loved to see others succeed. He did. More than his himself. Yeah. He was very much an encourager of others, which we love to see that.
0: Totally, totally. You know, and and as a leader on the field, he made sure that he was the one helping everybody else or encouraging them, and uh, you know being part of whatever was going on that day. And if somebody had a bad day, he was the first one there to try and pick that kid up. You know. Yeah, he he,
1: he was a captain, and so I think he took that role very seriously in making sure that he encouraged people. He um, he made sure that they felt comfortable. He was their friend. Uh, so. Ryan really didn't have a lot of enemies. (laughs) He had more, he had, he knew so many people and really spoken to their lives. It was really neat.
0: Yeah. He was the one that would lead the team prayer. Um, they would get together as a team, whether it would be football, baseball, and they, would you know, have their pregame meeting and he would lead the team prayer and, and just kind of encourage everybody going out there, uh, for the day. So it was really neat to see him, um, really live up to that role as a leader.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes people shy away from their faith when they become a high schooler because they are afraid of what others will think. And Ryan didn't care. He um, had very strong faith and he shared it with whomever would listen, which I thought was awesome because that really helped him through the process that he ended up having to go through. So
0: it it did. And, you know, Ryan's biggest attribute was love Ryan loved everybody he, he could
1: see through all the rough edges he really did um, love with his whole heart I've said that before he um, yeah definitely I can I see that a lot he somebody that maybe was rough around the edges he just saw through that to their heart and um, yeah he, he definitely had friends of all different areas of life and um yeah, but he he just loved people. He did. You know? and, and I his think his personality was contagious. It, people liked being around him. You know, it was just it was fun. It was um easygoing. um uh, he was always funny. He was very quick-witted. You're kind of quick-witted too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Ryan would love, especially when the the music was playing in between innings or something, you know, he'd be taking infield and the music would be going and he'd be kind of doing his own little jig at shortstop or whatever, just trying to get in the mood and and just try and lighten the mood and have a lot of fun. But I think one of the, the key points that I remember from his high school days is when he offered to take a special needs child to the prom. And he had a girlfriend at the time, and he said, you know what, I'm going to do this for her. And he wasn't really worried about his girlfriend or anything like that, and he went out of his way to take a special needs girl to the prom.
1: Yeah, that was really neat. That was a and we got to experience it with him because the special needs um dad didn't want him to drive her. Do you remember that? I do. And we picked her up. So it was kind of fun that we got to experience it because they were in the backseat and um, we took them to I think it was a homecoming. And um, but it was it was a dance and they had a great time. Uh it was wonderful. Uh Ryan had a girlfriend from the time he was a sophomore in high school. Her name was Nicole Pittman, who we love dearly. She was a year older than he was. So he really didn't go to the any other dances other than Nicole and then this other special needs girl that he took. So It was special. It was very special. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really neat. And I don't think they danced very much. I think that they were so enamored with the movie that was playing. They sat and watched the...
1: uh, The Penguin movie. That's what it was. Yes, it was the Penguin Penguin movie movie because they... um, Yeah, Ryan had a lot to say about that. But yeah, so he he had a great time though. Don't you remember? They had a great time. And um, uh, yeah, so... He he was like that. Loved special needs. He really, uh, he loved people. Period. Yeah, but he did have a special. He had a heart for special needs kids because, um, yeah, I can remember as a kid. You know, we would go to um, the convalescent homes, and he would love them, kissing on him and hugging them and stuff. So that was that was again his nature. So yeah,
0: yeah, very much a people person. Yeah, and you know Ryan's goal throughout. High school was to get that baseball scholarship at a four-year college. He wanted to be drafted. He had his plans all laid out for him. He knew that he was going to go play in the pros for about ten years, and he was going to come back and he was going to be the. He wanted to be the head coach at Cal Poly. He wanted to take Larry Lee's job. That's right. And um, he had his life all mapped out. And um, you know we. As his parents did what we could to help him, we'd we'd go to Arizona. We'd go pretty much all over the country for him to be able to play baseball and get seen. And when Colorado Mesa University came in the picture and we got to go there, we knew that that's where Ryan oh, he to go. knew that too.
1: He and knew that too. He got a couple other scholarship offers. He did. Um, from a D one, I remember. And he chose the D two because he wanted to play and he loved Colorado. Oh. The minute he got off that plane, he's like, yeah. this is it. He's like, and he my throws his ball? arms, <laughs> yep, throws his arms out. This is it. So um, yeah, he fit there. He signed that letter of intent in November of two thousand and fourteen.
0: Fourteen, yeah.
1: And um, yeah, and then that's kind of when everything started. That's about when everything started because uh, he he signed that letter of intent. Uh, we knew probably January that something was going on with him. He found something in his inner right leg, and um, by April 19th, he was diagnosed with a Ewing Ume- sarcoma. Um, and... Yeah, he this was all his senior year. He was 18 years old at this time. Uh he had signed that letter of intent and now he had to fight this battle. You know, this this horrible battle. So
0: his, his life got put on hold. I mean, really because we had to contact the college. And you know what was amazing for us is so many schools would have just said, "You know what? If you can't make it, you can't be here. I'm sorry. I need the roster spot. You're gone." But his school didn't do that. They said, you go take care of what you have to take care of, and you have a spot waiting for you when you get back. And that was so encouraging for us as a family, but really, Ryan, because he didn't have to start all over again. He knew that that his team and his teammates were going to be behind him. Now, his senior year, he was also being scouted by the MLB. He had about three or four teams looking at him. And uh, when this diagnosis came down, they were all very gracious. And they said, you go get healthy and uh, we'll find you in college and and pick you up in college.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember, I think that kid got every award imaginable. He not only got all the awards in football. He got, I can't even remember all of them, but they were like CIF this and VIP this, or (laughs) he got everything that I can, I can think of. And the interesting thing is that he got diagnosed in the middle of his senior baseball uh, season, right? right? And he was able to finish that season, which was interesting because he wasn't supposed to be able to finish right. the season. All so- but
0: playoffs. We, he got that's right. out just All- before playoffs.
1: So he ended up with Uh, oh gosh.
0: All CIF, all league, county player of the year. I mean, it's just... It went
1: on and on. His Letterman's
0: jacket looks like a a, a billboard. It looks like a
1: trophy. It really does. It looks like, and he earned every single one of those. It was not something that, oh, I'm feeling sorry for you and I'm going to give you this. He ended up with um, the athlete of the year, which was incredible honor. Absolutely incredible honor that he did that. So, the kid actually had Ryan had had a treatment and he ended up receiving that award of the athlete of the year. Um, so, and we got interviewed after that for the news and all this other stuff because they wanted to understand what was going on with him. And he was very public about his story, which was really hard for me as a mom having to go through this. And it was so difficult, but early on when, um, he got diagnosed. They tried to do a story on Ryan without talking to us. And it was all wrong. Do you remember that? I do. All? I
0: do vaguely remember that. And yeah. then
1: Ryan goes, well, if they're going to tell my story, they're going to get it right. And so he decided that he was going to make it really public. And he did. They the When he got diagnosed, the whole baseball team and the football team, they rallied around him and they did a head shaving, mm-hmm. which was over 55 kids and they made it like a party. They literally were jumping around with, you know, mohawks on their hair and then they would shave the front of it and then have the back long. And it was so crazy. I never thought that such a, a horrible situation could be they made it fun made it fun for us as parents as Ryan going through it and um Ryan had long hair at the time and the
0: flow he the, called it the flow that's right
1: he did he called it the flow and how well it looked and he worked hard on that hair and then he had to shave it all off so um but he had so much support that was what was so incredible everybody and there was people that were on social media telling us oh i shaved my head too and blah 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 so it was the support and the outpouring was overwhelming.
0: Yes, it was overwhelming. And you know, with Ryan going through this, he made it so public and it allowed the community to rally around him and come together for this battle that he was about to uh, go through.
1: Yes. And it was a tough battle. It was nine months of treatment and every two weeks So he would be in the hospital for five days, get treatment, come home for two weeks, and then he would go back for two days.
0: Yeah, we were down at UCLA Santa Monica. The treatment was amazing. The team of doctors that was around Ryan was absolutely incredible. And I remember when he first got that diagnosis, how they said it was an extremely rare cancer. And you remember what always Ryan would say?
1: Yeah, it's a rare cancer for a rare type of guy.
0: Yep. Always, always. Yeah. So when Ryan was diagnosed, he was allowed to um, pick out a a -a make-a-wish trip. The social worker came to him and said, you know what? Start planning your trip. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do?
1: Yeah. And that was kind of interesting to see him because he was kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants guy. And he literally, he planned where he was going, what he was going to do, who he was going with, what type of... Remember what... um time of year he was going to go, there was just so much that went into it. it took him about uh, two weeks to plan this and what he wanted to do. And I was overwhelmed because he really did his homework on this. So he, he was excited.
0: He did. He was going to go duck hunting with the Mike Trout of duck hunting. You That's what that? he would call
1: it. Yeah. it, was the Mike Trout of duck hunting. And it was called Habitat Flats. Right. But he had it all planned. He he really planned it out well. And what, t- two weeks, a month after yeah. That same social worker came back in and said, you don't qualify because you were diagnosed at 18 years old. And the guidelines to make a wish is you have to be diagnosed prior to your 18th birthday. So he really felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath oh, him. Oh,
0: totally. He was he was
1: devastated, you know,
0: devastated blindsided. I mean,
1: yeah, everything he was... that he
0: had planned, he's like, I, I don't get it. You just told me I qualify and now you don't? That's right. And then when he explained his trip to the social worker, what he was going to do, they said, oh, you wouldn't be able to do that anyway, because um, these organizations don't allow trips with guns or anything like that. That's right. So he's like, you know what? Anybody that goes through this deserves something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. And I should be able to do what I want to do, not what they tell me I have to do.
1: That's correct. He was very adamant and um remember he would take his duck calls to the hospital.
0: Oh, that was classic.
1: Yeah, he would he was so funny. He had duck calls and he would quack them to certain nurses. Every nurse
0: would- had their own call. Yeah. <laughs> every nurse. So funny.
1: Yeah, it was hilarious and they they were funny. They really loved it. They thought oh. it was like a a badge of honor that they got a duck call. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, he uh he always said he never had a bad day. You know, even yeah. when he was going through this, he had a, such a positive attitude. Oh, my and gosh. People and,
1: would come into the room and he'd say, how you do, How you doing today? And Ryan would say, I'm living the dream. And Steve and I would be like, oh, my gosh, we, we aren't living the dream. But that's what he would say. And that's he was the leader in the hospital. To he him. was. He, he was we had doctors asking if Ryan could go talk to certain people and kids and 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 encourage them. And we were like, We're we need encouragement. <laughs> we're here. But um anyway, Ryan always stepped up and did stuff like that. So he was definitely a leader all the way through. But um all the way through.
0: Yeah. Yep. For sure. And then you remember after surgery what happened when he oh, woke up in recovery? This
1: is this is just uh I don't know, what is it, a milestone or something? I I really feel like um He woke up from surgery, and we got to be in the recovery room with him. It was a seven-hour surgery. Yeah. It was a long surgery, and we got updates along the way. And um, Anyway, we got to see him in the um, recovery room, and I remember him vividly opening his eyes with glassy eyes and his throat was, you know, raspy. And he said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to start a nonprofit, call it 17 Strong, and we're going to grant victory trips.
0: That's right. He had it all planned out.
1: I'm like, did you have a vision? Because we're you need to get better. I think that was my exact words. You need to get better. And we'll talk about this later. Like, I was blown away that that was the first thing that he right. said. Were you?
0: Yeah. I was... But that just showed his determination. Somebody told him no, and he's like, "You know what? No, I'm not going to take no for an answer. These people, I deserve these trips. So we're going to make this happen for other people."
1: That's right. But I believe wholeheartedly that was the day that 17 Strong was born. Completely. Completely. Yeah. Yep.
0: 17 Strong was coined by his cousin.
1: Yep, right when he got diagnosed. Right. We have a picture of them at the head shaving.
0: Yeah right when he was diagnosed. So it Mm -hmm. became 17 strong. So from that moment on, Ryan said, we're going to start this nonprofit. We're going to call it 17 strong, and we're going to grant victory trips to young adults that have battled life-threatening diseases, and we're going to send them wherever they want to go.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. And it was nice that Charlie, his cousin came up with that because it wasn't his mom or dad that came up with it. So uh, it, it rolled, it stuck, it's it's super exciting.
0: It is. It is. And that's where we get victory trips from because that's right. 17 means victory.
1: Right. I'm 17 strong. He dreamt it up right before he uh, woke up from that surgery. So I really believe that, that that had to be what happened. So anyway, and I really think it's powerful that this 18-year-old came up with something so brilliant, you know, all on his own. Yeah. No, no direction from me or you.
0: And he had no idea what this outcome would be. He had no idea what 17 strong would be today and what was going to happen to him.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So he was right at the beginning of his fight. So that is where 17 strong was born for sure.
0: And with that, we are going to wrap up today's podcast We will continue next month with the continuation of Ryan's story and 17 strong and what we've been doing. We are also going to be interviewing some of our victory trip recipients. That'll be fun. That will be fun. So from all of us at 17 strong, remember attitude is everything and have a blessed day. You've been listening to 17 strong victories. Don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.